0: So uh I know I've I know I've um I always talk about how we get scooped or whatever and that it happened to me even when it came to Mandalorian season 3 because I've been waiting till the end of the season to finally like write about and talk about the baptismal imagery and our blog drops it before I'm even able to
1: Voyage Comics scooped you? What a joke.
0: Yeah, I know. And it's not that other people can't have the same good idea as me. I just want credit for having it first. Yeah,
1: (laughs) especially if it's your employer. Well,
0: I know. I'm very needy, though, when it comes to attention, so.
1: Get your own ideas, Voyage Comics.
2: Welcome to The Voyage Podcast, a show that traverses the oceans of myth and legend through the lens of Catholic theology and philosophy. come aboard as we set sail in pursuit of the heroic life and Christian virtue with your hosts Mike Shram and Jacob Platy.
0: And welcome everybody to this uh season 3 retrospective recap of Mandalorian episode of the Voyage podcast. I'm your host Mike
1: and I'm Jacob.
0: We haven't done that in Man, a while. Man, I feel like
1: we? yeah, we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> no, I just like, assume wow. everybody knows us, so Still feels forced. So <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: so uh, we're anyway. gonna be, as as I said, you know, we we kind of teased this uh, uh, what would be eight weeks ago or so that we had two episodes that really yep. focused on a couple of big themes from just the Mandalorian in general, and we wanted to release them at the start of season three. Well, we knew that after season three was over, even after watching like the first two episodes, we're like, there's gonna be a lot more
1: to discuss in in these, right? I mean, and, yeah, well that was that was the assumption. Turns out that maybe yeah. maybe not. Who knows? I mean, I don't know about you, Mike. I I I'm not gonna be too negative, but a little disappointed with this season compared okay. to the first two anyway. I'll say that I like the first two better than season three.
0: Well, and one of the things I will say is that even if you know your enjoyment wasn't as high as maybe it was going through season two, or or even just the Mandalorian scenes in, I should say, Dinjaran scenes in Book of Boba Fett, which I thought, in terms of like, a, what was that, three or four episodes? That was a really yeah, good arc.
1: Like three episodes, yeah, no, and, it was, it was. Yeah.
0: But um, there are still, you know, just almost kind of like it should back. have
1: happened in the the Mandalorian series, right? Well, they, have, you, to have, the yeah. they uh-huh. have to have the things go back and forth. Yeah. They always have to
0: have to things interspersed because nothing can ever be a standalone thing. It always has to be leading you to the next thing. Haven't you learned anything from the Marvel cinematic universe?
1: Yeah. If that was if, if that's what was happening, it would be the equivalent of like you're watching whatever, uh, the next Iron Man flick. And then all of a sudden, like one quarter of the way through it, the rest of the movie is just an episode about like I don't know Doctor Strange or something like that, and then yeah. Iron Man comes back in at the end. That's madness. It's like, well, that's a weird. That's a weird. That would be a that would be that's, madness wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, that would be a very weird Iron Man movie, though. So,
0: so before you be. before you fall down that negative spiral too far, um, I am right. I am going to force you So and well, one of the things I want to say is that. Even if the enjoyment level wasn't as high, there are still some pretty good themes that I think are worth talking about. But let's first go through what were some of your highlights? I mean, what what would you say was like your favorite, you know, overarching thing or one particular moment just from season three?
1: Uh, yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. I think that it was just inconsistent. And so there's plenty of good stuff. There's plenty of stuff that I liked in season three, um, you know, highlights the most obvious highlight for me is the mythosaur. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which we it's just a cool that, that they have a giant kaiju
1: creature. Yeah. It just, it just kind of, uh, you know, they, they flash, you know, he pops up in the beginning or wait, was that, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, that's beginning of season three, right?
0: Beginning and at the end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then at the end they show him again too. Um, so that's just a simple little, uh, delight for me. Right. Because it's cool to see like a kaiju creature like that. um, you know, at play in the Star Wars universe. And he's got a cool kind of uh, tether to the Mandalorian mythos and all that.
0: And um, it's a loose end that demands to be tied up or addressed. And so we know that there's going to be some, like something's going to circle back to that, whether it's, you know, Din Djarin's story or Bo-Katan's story or whatever
1: the case is. I, I'm fine with the fact that we didn't see him very much. Mm-hmm. But... How cool would it be? I mean, hey, for all of you all of you Star Wars writers working at Disney, go ahead, you can have this Friends one for free. You can have this one for free. I want a scene where there's a big Imperial cruiser coming into the planet Mandalore and all of a sudden the Mythosaur just kind of like crashes out of the ocean and just like grabs it in its jaws and just brings it in the ocean like jaws. Into the, the water. That would Well, be and sick. they
0: kind of I don't know if it would maybe be too derivative because they already did that with like the pterodactyl scene.
1: Well, they they had something similar to it, but I want to see the mythosaur actually fight the empire. Got to fight the bad guy. Yeah, I yeah. want to see it fight Gotta the fight bad the,
0: guy. The real bad guy, not just the other monster.
1: Mm-hmm, so.
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the uh, you know,
1: I have other nice things to say too, but I figured that would be like more like part of the conversation. So a simple well, highlight. That's I like the methusaur.
0: Well, and I, and I, I like that you brought it up, too, because that was one of the big indicators for me that, like, because a lot of people have talked about, could this be the series finale of Mandalorian? Like, is the story arc of Din Djarin done? And then they just need to, you know, they'll have some, or some sort of spinoff. And mm-hmm. you get that sense. When you see like the, you know, if if you can think of that final scene of like the picturesque, like they get that house on the, you know, with the little shutters. Yeah, and they have that. The, yep,
1: absolutely. The Looney
0: Tunes circle wipe, which I was like, that was kind of jarring. That actually surprised me that they did that, you know, where it
1: like it was, in on. Yeah, it was cute though. I liked it. Um, but,
0: well, no, and it, but it gives you a sense of finality, which is why I think a lot of people are saying, is this, is Mandalorian done, but it's just paved the way for. You know, and one of my one of the things that I want us to talk about are potential spinoffs. So, what are the potential potential spinoffs going to be?
1: Well, you know, a I mean, I think we already know they're going to do an Ahsoka Tano yeah. show. Yeah, right. Um, That's coming up soon, actually. I think I do think that. You know, I I haven't been paying much attention to the internet chatter about the show, and I finished it up probably with everyone else last night, um, and I hadn't thought about. A whole lot about how much if they're going to do a season four or not they do they do wrap it up pretty neatly at the end yeah. and you know they probably with the promise of further adventures of you know din grogu and yeah uh, well that's another big moment yeah din jaren um going off and just he continues, kind of like going he continues on adventures to grow you know goo up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering when that joke was going to happen. If you didn't <laughs> yeah. do it, I was going to. So you beat me to it. Yeah, thanks. Looks like for I got scooped by one. you, Mike. Um, but uh, I
0: thought the, you know, what did you think of the heroic death of Paz Vizla? Too? Well, I liked That was the penultimate episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, no, he kind was... of
0: becomes a little bit of a, he's sort of an antagonist that's carried over. He and, and Din Djarin are kind of like, you know, rivals or or sort of thing. And that goes right. back to the Book above of Bova Fett scene.
1: It does. Absolutely. And then he's still
0: kind of, he's a little antagonistic, you know, especially early in the season. Um, He definitely gets won over because Din Djarin and Bo-Katan go and save his son when he's captured.
1: Right. You get the impression that he is kind of like the alpha male, like the quarterback mm-hmm. of the Mandalorians, you know, like the the kind of like uh, oh, most so popular jock. If he's jock. the jock,
0: then who's the, who's the goth in the Mandalorians? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, the God, well, I don't, sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, probably the armorer to be honest. I was about to, I mean, my head went the armorer, but she's more like the cool nerdy chick. Uh, Maybe it's, maybe it's more, uh, Bo-Katan. Maybe Bo-Katan.
0: Who's the, uh, who's the, oh my gosh, no, I'm, no, I'm blanking on the, the trope. The Pixie, um, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah, Manic
1: Pixie Dream Girl. (laughs) Is that hey, that's in the, the armor. <laughs> what if the armor? She's is too the serious manic pixie. Yeah, no, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh,
0: Carl Weathers is the manic pixie Jr. <laughs> okay, right. we're we're getting too far into the tropes. We got to um, yeah go back. Anyway, to so back anyway,
1: and uh, in, in, but all right. So in contrast to Paz, you have Din, and he's kind of like the uh, a little bit of an outsider. You know, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. He he just doesn't quite have the same like uh, clout with the company. And doesn't seem to be doing himself any favors. Well, maybe because he obviously gets, like, uh, excommunicated at the beginning of this the season, right? Um, and
0: imagine being the mysterious one among the Mandalorians. Like, they're already the mysterious ones, and then you're the mysterious one in that group. That's wow. the, I mean, that's the next level.
1: That is some next level stuff right there. I
0: gotta, I gotta get my head out of high school right now. I keep thinking <laughs> of, like, the high school, like,
1: yeah, so... Anyway, uh, no, maybe like keep going with maybe Dins the point? manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, he's won over all of our hearts. Our That's toxic true. Masculine That's true.
1: hearts. Um. Uh. Anyway, where did where were we?
2: We <laughs> were talking about Paz Star. Vizla. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah his sacrifice his and all death. that stuff. Yeah,
1: a, so yeah. So uh, you know, you have the two, and and there there is that competition going on, and as such, Paz is you know he's kind of a jerk, right? Like he he's antagonistic. It's nice that we see, here's the thing. You never see him. You see him, you see him be kind of like, you know, alpha, you see him be kind of, um, you know, pushy, pushy, but you never see mm. him be like genuinely dishonorable. Right. Well, and that's the depictions. thing is he
0: was the one he gets the, imp, you get the impression that he's the one who's like slavishly devoted to the creed. Whereas, you know, Din Djarin was the one who's willing to kind of like, um, Break it on occasion when we go back to the whole removing of the helmet and all that stuff. So true, that's the other true. thing too. But like you said, it's an honorable thing, and it he is does an honorable, honorable thing. thing. Yeah, he, he, like his, he doesn't feel very like a much bad guy. Like he just feels samurai like Samurai honorable like sacrifice.
1: Yeah, there's this, you know, is he a better because he he rescues Din what in season one? Like, isn't he one of the? I think that's all the way oh, back in season one when like you know there's that scene where all the Mandalorians, it's the first time you see like a bunch of Mandalorians show up and it's in that I think like, you're thinking of like, two. Is that in season that,
0: two? In that, yeah, I think I think you're thinking of two.
1: Well, there's basically a little battle that takes place where a whole bunch of Mandalorians show up into Navarro and it's still like a trading outpost. Um, and they have to basically defend Din mm. as he's escaping from the bounty hunters. That's season one, I think. Okay, no, Maybe I'll take. It honestly, I'm, I'm um,
0: kind of. It's hard for me to remember two now, so no, yeah, that's I'll all just right. take it. He fine. he, it's he two,
1: goes so. and he rescues Grogu, right? And then yeah. all the Mandalorians show up to protect him because all the bounty hunters... suddenly every bounty hunter in the galaxy is after Din, um, mm-hmm. and that's when the Mandalorians show up. And it's kind of like our first time, if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of the first time we see a group of Mandalorians, right? And up until that moment, yeah. it had just been Din, um, but. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he he's one of the dudes that like saves him, right? So there's yeah. this chip. There's this chip on Din's shoulder where like, you know, he's always in the shadow of, mm-hmm. you know, Paz. But so it's nice it's nice to see him have that kind of like epic uh last stand kind of thing. I appreciated yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, that was I, I put that as a highlight, definitely. So mm-hmm. No, it was really good. It was really good.
0: Did you did you care for the assassin droid showing up again? Like, it's just, it's like, if you want to talk about death and resurrection tropes, that's the assassin <laughs> droid. Going back to our Superman, death yeah, of Superman right. episode. I know. Uh, you just can't, it just keeps coming back. And then it, what is the last thing? It comes back as like the sheriff of the little Hamlet town.
1: I, I you know, it it's kind of nice. I guess it's kind of nice that, I mean, I did think it was fun that Grogu pilots him. And at yeah. first I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that, but uh, it kind of won me over. It was cute how we kept on doing the... I did too. I did too. But honestly... It
0: was, it was the very childish yes, no. Like it was very much for the kids. It which, was. Guess, it was.
1: But honestly, I don't know. Maybe I, like I've said in earlier episodes about this, mainly just because I have a baby right now. Of course, you do too. you softened in your old age. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm, I'm getting soft. I'm just, uh, I'm
0: just cynical now.
1: Yeah, I guess not. That's what happens with like, the fifth kid, I guess, huh? You know, Um, I'm I'm six. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I was gonna. Yeah,
1: whatever. (laughs) I can't keep count of all your kids, Mike. Come on. Um, but uh, two of us, (laughs) right? Nah, but uh, let's hear. I I was really optimistic about where they went with it in the beginning of season three with him having to go get like baptized, get like rebaptized basically. Well, that was a
0: cool kind of bookend, right? Because you it, had the recitation of the creed in the first scene and then like the final scene or close to the final scene.
1: they do. They do. Um you know, in our earlier conversation, we were worried or I was worried anyway, like, well, where are they going to go with this? Where are they going to are they going to treat the creed like it's, you know, unessential? Just some guidelines. That's yeah. just some, you know, and it's it, it, it's is this going to be a story about how like people need to evolve past their traditions and be like more open-minded and things like that? Or is it going to double down on, you know, treat it, treat it like an interesting aberration that he has to do for the sake of his child. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but not disrespect it, like say, Hey, well, you did this, you crossed this line. We understand why you did it. It made for a really interesting, um, uh, Oh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like like conflict, tension. Yeah, conflict. Yeah, that's or, it. Yeah, made for story, made yeah. for an interesting conflict and development. But we're not. You know, you're not going to get off that easy. Like you have to go fix that infraction. You have to go. Yeah, make and I amends thought they, they
0: that. Tried that pretty respectfully.
1: And they did. Yeah, they absolutely did. So I was and, pleasantly and it, surprised. And the carried first it all the way through.
0: I think it was significant ending it on the creed, just like they began it on the creed.
1: It is nice. I. I'm a little torn. Here's the thing. So I don't like how season three became basically like the Bo-Katan show. Um, And, you know, kind of at best, because frankly, they're also like having these like big episode long digressions into, you know, Coruscant and things like that, Um, Mm. which is fine. But this this season felt very um, like they were kind of all over the map felt a little inconsistent. I I like the streamlined story of seasons 1 and 2. And season 3 feels like they're trying to do a whole lot of world building, which, you know, hey, I'm not opposed to world building, but you know, pace it, edit it throughout your shows instead of, you know, just disappearing from Din and Grogu for, you know, mm. huge chunks of time, right? And and then so much of the the different arcs, the different kind of episodes that occur um, I you know I just it was okay. I think the the mid section really sagged. I think that was great in the beginning, it was great at the ends, but like the middle, we'll say like five episodes or four episodes.
0: I think they tried uh, yeah. to keep some of those themes that yeah, like you said, came off the most strong in the the early and the end of the season. Um, they tried to maintain those at various points uh, throughout the middle too, even, you know, like you said, it wasn't as entertaining or wasn't as effective because it wasn't the characters that you tune into the Mandalorian for, but I think they at least tried to, you know, maintain the consistency of the big themes, which I kind of pulled off as like either baptism slash adoption, right? Adoption was a huge theme throughout the entire uh, um, season. Uh, Redemption, which you've already kind of alluded to and touched on.
2: Because yeah, it's not just Dinjarin. Sure. Uh, obviously,
0: uh, bo has a redemption arc. The armorer has a sort of redemption arc too.
1: You think the armorer has a redemption arc because she I think, finds her place back at the, like the retaking of Mandalore like you know, everyone yeah, like comes back re, to Mandalore kind of
0: thing. So the refounding of Mandalore and the refiring of the forges, I thought was a huge scene.
1: As sort well, of, let's like get to that. Like that's probably chain. its own. It's it, it, we could have an entire conversation. But before we we get into that. Um, you know, I do think there was a lot of family. There was like, there was a, I think family was a big theme for this season in general. I mean, even the, you know, well, and I guess that's true of the show. I guess it's not surprising to say that, but, uh, they certainly were doing a lot of talking. Like, I mean, (laughs) Maybe more so. I mean, I know that the other seasons are always about like Din and Grogu and things like that. And so I know that's family. And I suppose it's true when you uh, put that on the larger like Mandalorian culture as well. And, like the la- loss of home and things like that. Um, but I guess well, it's just there's so much adoption, right? Even my if you go back going, to the original
0: Skywalker saga, there's so much adoption that's taking place. And there was a lot in this season,
1: too. Well, I didn't mean certainly, to do really, but... No, no, it's good. Yeah, like a like, certain him, him actually like, adopting Grogu at the end, right? I'm tracking on that. Other than that, they adopt though,
0: three the three, you know, bird creatures that they when they oh
1: uh, they do. Yeah, I suppose they do. They, yeah, they, yeah, like, they, they yeah, adopted yeah. them.
0: Then you also have the like almost like the the um the mockery of it, or the I called it moffs. Um, moths.
1: Well, what is it? Mops, oh, like the little mini, mini me's <laughs> mini well, moths. Yeah,
0: so he's so he's doing the cloning, right? He's doing the cloning, <laughs> yeah. which the cloning is always supposed to be sort of like seen, and in, in this is happening a lot in Star Wars too, but it's seen a lot as a, like, yeah, like a, a distortion of the natural, you know, biological child.
1: If right? you contrast and, that, if you contrast that with the fact, so the big climactic fight between Moff and Bo-Katan and Dinjarin, there's a whole lot of, like, as a team we can defeat you right like yeah and and that's the only way they can right and i was glad actually i really liked that i I really really liked how like no one of the three because grogu's there too no one of the Mm. three is able to actually like take him on but when they combine their powers you know they uh, are able to like defeat him ultimately right and they all bring something unique to that fight and they all uh, add to it and it works really well if you contrast that with the extreme kind of narcissism of Moff Gideon, you know, like he has a statement yeah. he makes where it's like, "I I have perfected um, the you know trooper by putting myself in it." It's like if you can't, mm. you know, don't trust anyone else. Get the job done by yourself. Yeah. How's that
2: phrase going? If you can't, if yeah, you want like, something done, done got to right, do
1: it yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah. That he yeah. he takes that to the ultimate extreme. And he says, I've tried robots. I've tried all these other different Imperial types.
0: To be fair... God has that same mentality, though. <laughs> I myself will provide the sacrifice. God's now, the only there, again, one allowed to have that mentality. The, well, Mike. that's that's the very much the putting yourself in in God's place, though, right? That's it very is. much the Luciferian kind of attitude of yeah. I'm going to put myself in the place of God. If you want it done right, do it yourself. Right? Which, yeah, that's what God. No, did.
1: that's I that's mean. what it, it's what he does, and so he's going to rely only on himself. He's going to he he's the ultimate narcissist, uh, and. You know, you basically have this confrontation between family and the individual, you know, the hyper individual, right? At the end of this show. Um, see,
0: Din and Bo always had that will they or won't they? And they kind of end up being mom and dad at the end. A little, <laughs> a bit. little <laughs> bit.
1: A little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, Bo It's can, very I know Ross and people, Rachel. So people love you've heard Bo it here dad. first. Yeah, Ross and Rachel. <laughs> Din They're and, the, and the Din and Ross Bo and Bo Rachel, the, the and Star Rachel Wars. Uh, but were they on a break, Mike? Were they on a break?
0: Uh, I mean, there was a big absence
1: right in between when she was, <laughs> when she left, right. When she was exiled or whatever. So that's true. That's true, man. You know, she left him. Um, but, uh, I know people love Bo-Katan. At least that's the impression I get. Um, and maybe it's just because she represents like the progressive branch of the Mandalorian, <laughs> you know, like the, uh, the helmetless, you know, I don't need your stupid religion branch of the Mandalorians. Yeah. Which, uh, but she does have a nice conversion, right? She does have a nice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, come to Mandalore moment. Um, but... I don't know. Well, it's, then it was
0: almost like, then Then her and the armor almost had a will they or won't they too. So it's, it's like it always, you kind of had that look that they exchanged where you're like, oh, geez, here we go.
1: Yeah. Well, only because we have to be afraid of storytellers <laughs> yeah. wanting to tell that story. Otherwise, I don't think it was just fine. It's just people. people just have these relationships that are full of respect and they don't have to go further than that, right? It's just, yeah, that's what people want to it do. It was, but, so uh, they were
0: the, there was like a Sam and Frodo moment between those two. That's right. Gosh, Better I'm all over the it. place today, aren't I? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, no, so what's funny is, yeah, you have this, it's like he creates his own army, right? And, and remember that moment where the one um, fighter was looking when he escapes and he's like, Oh, that's Beskar armor. or That's Beskar metal because he's even copying, he's copying the uniform. He's copying the, he's copying himself, Mm -hmm. Moff Gideon, and he's copying the material. So in every way they're trying, he's trying to resemble the Mandalorian. And like you said, in his own image, he's recreating it in his own image because that's the only right way to do it.
1: You also get this, uh, you know, he has this little speech at the end there where he's like, you know, This is what's great about diversity. (laughs) Basically, this is basically what he says. He's like, "This is what's great about diversity is I can take everyone's cool stuff and keep what's good and throw out what's bad." Right? Like, and he's a
0: cafeteria Catholic, isn't
1: (laughs) he? I don't know if I I wasn't even gonna go go there, but that's funny. Uh, You can go ahead and say that. Um, But uh, you know, like, no, it's just this idea. It's it's kind of colonial, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of, and I'm typically not the guy to. I think whatever we won't go into it. But what I will say is that um he represents the dark side of no pun intended of kind of globalism or colonialism, mm-hmm. whatever language you want to use there, where, you know, you're you're just going and you don't respect the cultures, you're just mining the cultures for resources kind of thing.
0: It's not a cooperation with, like, the true Christian missionary spirit. It's the domination of.
1: Right. And we're getting back to the imperial domination motif. We're getting back to Mm. the technology accruement motif. But now, like you were
0: saying, it's not just the domination of of people groups or of places. It's the domination of ideas, not the cooperation with ideas.
1: Sure. Right? That's kind of
0: his thing is, yeah, I'm going to subjugate all of these other, you know, technological things or, or resources re, or ideas related to resources and pull them into myself. And, and that was you, kind of Moff Gideon's big thing at the end.
1: And if it wasn't for, I mean, cause here's the thing, like as a, and this is a theme of this, this entire show, right? Um, I'm not opposed to... All right. If you take the basic idea of taking other people's cultures and keeping what's good and removing what's bad, that's what I. That's what I do. That's what. That's kind of what this show is about. It's like where do we see Christ, and how do we discard what's anti-Christ? Right. You know. So in Mm -hmm. that basic, basic sense, then that's fine. But you know, he he's a kind of twisted version of that, where it's like. I'm just creating the ultimate weapon so that I can ultimately, you know, discard you, destroy you, and take your place, right? Um, Whereas I do think that the Christian uh, evangelism is much more of uh, redeeming the world instead of conquering Mm. the world, right? So so bad Moff Gideon.
0: And it yeah and it implies that the the things you know had an inherent goodness that is either being celebrated or um upheld or uh, you know what would you say
1: just pillaged.
0: um propagated yeah,
1: yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> no not pillaged. <laughs> not taken from i'm okay. saying like you're you're trying to you're trying to increase the goodness that's already there there's the uh, inherent goodness oh
1: yeah there. yeah yeah oh <laughs> Actually, yeah. okay, okay yeah, you, you
0: were still stuck on the bad guy yeah <laughs> that's
1: true so, true true. Uh, no, no, no.
0: that's um, and yeah, we were gonna so I mean, the the whole moff getting, like that's that's the very much the um distortion of or the perversion of some of the good things that we already saw in there. Uh, I think we mentioned, yeah, we talked about the creed, the awake, which I think is cool is that in the first scene, the creed you could almost say awakens this monster that attacks all of them.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then in the final scene, that's when the mythosaur wakes up. And I know we've already kind of seen it wake up or whatever, or or, uh, Bo Katan talks about it, but they showed that clip again in the context of them reciting the creed, and so you have this like awakening of this power in the context of, like I said, the the belief or the creed or something. Well, he's almost significant too.
1: And you could actually roll it like so. It's similar to how there are many uh, kind of mythologies or folktales in which the spirit of the culture is manifest in this totem like culture like animal like not culture animal like this like so uh, imagine you know whatever pagan religions or oftentimes this is gonna i think i'm trying to starting <laughs> to find another example of this, um but imagine a fictitious story in which the you know native population worships a giant beast right and that giant beast is like their god right the mythosaur is kind of like that in the context of mandalore right he's almost Mm -hmm. like their god you know avatar right um and i am not saying that he is a good representation of god Uh, that's not where i'm going with this point i'm just really drawing attention to the kind of mythology of the Mandalorians is they seem to be, because we don't know, we know, we know about the way we know about, we're learning more and more about their creed across, you know, the show, you know, little bits and pieces here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, are they truly, are they theistic? Are, you know, because the show doesn't take us that far for the most part, but they do have this mythosaur creature and the Mythosaur creature does kind of remind me of that kind of trope of having like a a giant monster creature that the natives like kind of worship kind of thing or or ascribe ultimate power to. And then well, back and in actually, the old testament, you get this with like, you know, or ancient Near Eastern religions, you get this with like the the kind of mythical creatures that constitute like the world, right? Like the Viathan or Tiamat and well, things like that.
0: Speaking to your speaking to your point too of like you know, how, what is the, how fleshed out is the theology of, or the mythology of the Mandalorians. But that kind of speaks to, if you remember a couple of offhanded references they made to, they were, they were fighting against the Jedi. You kind of remember when they talked about that? Yeah, the,
1: yeah, and, basically. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, a lot of times when people, for so much of the conversation of the theology of Star Wars, it was always, you know, the Jedi were kind of like the, re- the religious representatives, right?
1: And yeah, the, the closest thing was you was really always see. the, yeah.
0: And so what's interesting is, yeah, you have this like, you know, there was this war between them, but don't they also talk about somebody who kind of like united the two? And so is, was there always meant to be this sort of unity between the quote unquote religion of what we see as the Jedi or the force and then this mythology of the Mandalorians, you know, what could that have looked like? How whatever, however many thousands of years ago into the past that they are referring to? Do you you, you kind of remember those? Um, yeah, scenes? I I
1: know what you're referencing. Uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting thought. It could almost be this idea of like you have the Jewish people and then it opens up to the Gentiles, right? It opens up to the pagan nations, kind of thing. Kind of kind of makes you wonder if there's not some kind of like, you know, opening up to a like a new or even a new reality even if, through a messianic figure, kind of thing.
0: Well, or yeah, but since we're working backwards, you'd almost say like, was there a sort of like reformation break between the Mandalorians and the Jedi that goes back so far and that's why they were fighting, you know? So, cause like I said, there was mm. one who united them all the way back in the past. I don't know if they talk about some prophecy of like, whoever rides the Mythosaur next is going to unite the, you know, gather in the tribes. Yeah, right. Like, like yeah. you said, a messianic <laughs> thing. But, but that would be, you know, like I said, it would, it would have a nice sort of poetic. I, I want to uh, see
1: Grogu. I want to see Grogu. Yeah. Yeah grow a USB tail and then go and, and ride <laughs> oh the mythosaur and,
0: no, and somebody's got to we haven't gotten to this yet but somebody's got to repair the dark saber
1: Oh okay well let's talk about the dark saber cuz so that was part the dark of saber Tan's gets crushed
0: redemption arc too that was part of her redemption arc is yep. getting the dark saber and so then when that gets destroyed we got to move forward with that in some way so yeah it'll Grogu's be, serious. Gonna it'll
1: it. be all right, so Let's talk about let's talk about Mandalorian culture here. Um, in the context of like this conversation. Because here's here's the impression that I have is that you had uh the larger Mandalorian culture that is populating the planet Mandalore, and it's become a kind of decadence post-Enlightenment culture that doesn't take its foundational religion. It's foundational myth seriously anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have these outpost communities, these kind of rural moon communities that are still like religious radicals, right? And the the Mandalorians that we are introduced to in the very early seasons are representative of the religious radicals, but we don't know that as viewers yet. We don't discover until season two that they're actually quote unquote extremists and that mm-hmm. the larger Mandalorian culture Zealots, yeah, they're just zealots, right? Uh, the larger Mandalorian culture, you know, doesn't take that very seriously anymore. They remove their helmets, blah blah blah. You guys are weird for still upholding the old ways, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. then in season three, you have, and all right, and so like the dark saber is part of like the, the hierarchy of uh Mandalorian culture, the larger decadent Mandalorian culture. Though yeah. it, evidently it's part of the traditional Mandalorian culture too, right? Well, so that seems yeah, to be a, the political the power persisted, right? That the totem political power, this dark saber persisted. So whereas the religion faded away, the politics remained, right? You still need mm-hmm. the symbols, you know. You still need the American flag to mean something, even if hmm. you know there's not a lot that's still holding us together in a lot of other ways, right? Um so it will be as a as a symbol of secular power, the dark saber. It'll be interesting to see if they go anywhere with the removal of that, the breaking of that line, right? the, yeah. the breaking of that symbol.
0: Well, because it had such a status that you almost think it can't be repaired, or it's not going to be the same even if it is repaired. We're going to yeah, you know, it. if you're not going to like make something out
1: of it, experience. don't don't put that in the story. It, you know, almost like mm-hmm. a, a Chekhov's gun type thing. It's too it's too powerful a symbol, and it's too powerful a moment to see it broken for it not to be capitalized on in some way. Um, but yeah. then again, who knows? I I feel like this is a show that has not always capitalized on what it's set up for. Famously, yeah, famously, been... Groku <laughs> and Din separate at the end of season two, and then they they come back together in a different series. So that by the time season three shows back up, they're uh, they're just they're just together. They really they could have. Here is the thing: the, my frustrations with season three. It's not that it doesn't have a lot of good moments. It's just that they've made weird storytelling choices, as far as I'm concerned. I think the the episodes in Book of Boba Fett should have been just episodes of Mandalorian season three. Um, and and then you could have cut out some of the stuff that dragged Mandalorian season three down because frankly, the three episodes in question from Boba Fett are great storytelling episodes. Um, and so, you know, you could have had a season three that had those episodes, have him rebaptizing, you know, once him and Grogu mm. back together, have Bo-Katan show up and convert, and then go back and um, re- re-get everybody else, re-get the fleet kind of thing. And then you have this kind of great season, right? But they, did, they didn't mm. do that. They did other choices instead. They introduced pirates, which was going to be sick, and then they do nothing with them. They just unceremoniously dispatched well, them over the course of like an episode. Didn't the
0: one guy escape too at the end of when they destroyed that huge pirate ship? But then the one guy escaped. He's like, you know, forget this but then he doesn't ever come back by the end of the season either.
1: So we'll see. We'll see. I, I think yeah. that they... Well, no, I, I mean... It's possible... It's another spinoff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it's just... It's, it's a show that has squandered some of its setups in the past. And so maybe it was, you know... They should do something with that moment. We'll see if they do something with that moment. But uh, yeah. that being said, I also... I, I felt like it was a bit... Cynical, right? Um, for the um, the uh, the forge lady, um, Mm. to just be like, Oh, you it's cool, you just walk both worlds. It's like, (laughs) "Eh, eh, Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? It's (laughs) No,
0: we you talked know, about it's, this. It's it's, it's <laughs> a Joseph Campbell master of two worlds. That's what
1: Bo-Katan became. Yeah, maybe you should you try to justify that better. Go ahead. Give give the whole <laughs> spiel on, on you know why this the is hero's journey or no. Just well, just... master of two worlds, but I mean like she doesn't go on a journey and become master That I mean, is that what we're saying? Like she converts, she it's she's like she... a Protestant, she's a Protestant Mandalorian and she converts to Catholic then she Mandalorian. Is...
0: She washes in the she washes in the living waters of the Mines of Mandalore, saving Din Djarin. And then, Djarins, and then, like then she twoferi. just
1: goes back. To, it's like it's like the Pope sending a Protestant, like a Catholic, back to the Protestants to be like, "Hey, you know, it's we're spot. not. It's like a
0: double agent. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> we're not in schism anymore. You know, like you know, open communion, everyone. Right? I mean, like that's kind of." Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's a little cheap. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But uh, uh, unearned. Give me give me some kind of mythology that earns that. Because just out of nowhere, we've made such a big deal. I mean, and I don't even complain about that. It's nice to have a really easy visual reference that represents like big T tradition. You know, like wearing mm-hmm. the helmet, right? Like creedal, yeah. creedal fa- fidelity, right? It's a nice heuristic um and they they put a lot of effort into making that a big deal and season 3 they just they're not they're not really referencing they they're kind of still doing it but they're also kind of not doing it and it's like okay oh she walks two worlds all right <laughs> you know faithful uh, and faithless i guess right i mean <laughs> yeah you know she's no, lukewarm she's going to get spit out mike that's all i'm saying no. she needs to get spit it's- out
0: so what it sounds like it's cafeteria mandalorianism is what you're really upset about. That's what I should have called it before. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, oh well.
0: So we had the we do have the epic, I guess should I warn for spoilers? I mean, it's the epic Moff Gideon death where We've been he this whole episode. is like thr- he's he's resigned to the flames of the destroyer that crashes into the planet. Now, I did actually put in my outline. I was like is Moff Gideon actually dead though?
1: Yeah, I feel it's like, one of those things where it's it's very like. Did do one we of those see survive? Which, which is just gonna die? feel cheap too. But um, I I felt He's, like kind of they, like they left it open. Doom. He, could come back. he had
0: like a golem and mountain
1: doom moment. You know, well, no, now, but that would be more definitive. It, it, it's more like when the Joker falls off a cliff into the ocean, and it's like, yeah. okay, well, I watched him fall in the ocean, but but is he? You know, where's the body? And we don't have yeah. a body. We don't have a body, and that means that the door is almost certainly open for him to return.
0: I mean, yeah, it was like it was completely covered in flames or whatever, but. Well,
1: it's so was Darth Vader, why... and we all know what yeah, happened well, to that guy. And
0: so. And the, you know, and I thought, you know, you mentioned the Joker f- going off into the ocean. What about the Emperor falling down into the whatever? Yeah, mean, into what the this big beach? pit. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, this everybody is, a, thought this is a
1: IP that has, uh, I mean, the Joker's not part of it, but. We have seen the "quote unquote" you know death of people yeah. in this before. Even even in the larger canon, they brought back. We watched Darth, Darth Maul, Maul get too. cut in half and fall yeah. down a giant and, pit, and, and he came back. So wars. yeah, the rebels
0: or something. I can't remember now. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: unless I'm watching a body on a funeral pyre with fireworks overhead. So
0: You're saying Qui Gon's uh, not coming back?
1: Yeah, I just don't. I don't see it. Qui Gon, Darth Vader—they
0: were definitively, yeah. That's the
1: only—that's the only way you know they're definitely dead. Okay,
0: so you bringing up that example is actually interesting because he had his funeral pyre, right? But it wasn't in the Jedi way; it was in this sort of, you know, he—he he was <laughs> not a up, Jedi right? though.
1: He was just a. Well, no,
0: of course not. But I just mean that it's an interesting um, visual theme that they had of the whole being burned up. Well, it was—it so was, maybe that it was interesting.
1: It a baptism by fire. Not well, really, though, more like influence. the lake of fire. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's well, and but I think calling it the lake of fire is probably significant from a biblical standpoint, too, that it's the kind of like the inverse
1: of it. Yeah. Well, that's so, that's why I did it. So you picked uh, up on this six steps ahead. Uh,
0: <laughs> so I don't know. Did you have any? I, I did want to because, um, did, were there any other Christian connections that you could kind of think of? Like, I think the main thing was baptism and adoption. And so we kind of talked about that a lot. The redemption, um, you know, we mentioned the living, living waters of Mandalore. And I thought it was so, it was so profound that like, wait, that's, they wanted to use that language for redemption for like, The baptism motif
1: in season three was super heavy, just unapologetically Mm -hmm. baptismal. Um, Well, even that Din Djarin
0: almost drowns. It's not that he just goes into the water, but he almost drowns.
1: hmm Absolutely. And
0: so there, it's, again, it's very much the dying and rising. And the water itself,
1: the water itself is like holy water. You know, like when he brings it back to prove yeah. that he's, you know, and she pours it into the thing and it like sparkles, you know? Very sacramental. Yeah. Very sacramental. Um, yeah. It, it, you know what? At the very end of the episode, uh, there's the garden. There's the garden in the cave. Which is oh, actually, yeah, right. I mean, back. so you want to talk about some symbolism. You have a dead planet, right? You have a cave. You're thinking underworld stuff. But you have the um, return of the king, the king, but it's a queen. It's Bo-Katan, right? Yeah. You have the return of the king motif. And then you have the garden sprouting forth from the cave, right? So you have this yeah, resurrection it's motif. Paradise. Yep, this paradisical... Well, and we already-
0: we already talked about the regathering of the tribes, right? I mean, that's very much messianic from
1: a Jewish regathering perspective the of tribes, going yeah. after
0: the lost tribes of Mandalore. Now is basically what it was.
1: Yeah, it's true. Bocatan becomes, and you know, our, you know, even though I don't care for it, if you want to, you know, buy into the idea that there's like this lady that travels between the worlds type thing, is another messianic bonafide. Oh, is that
0: the is that the hypostatic union that you're going to kind of
1: point uh, to? whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you don't like it.
0: You don't like it, but you just have to, you just
1: have to, um, suck it up and embrace symbolism it. Symbolism happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, like obviously they, they did a lot to make Bo Katan very messianic. That's why, that's why I said the season three is kind of like the Bo show, you know, um, and that's, that's whatever, if off. that's the story. Next
0: spinoff is going to be the reign of Bo-Katan. Mm. It's Calling
1: interesting. It. Do you think that, you know, because you have the female forge master lady, you have a female queen lady. Mm-hmm. Is Mandalorian culture matriarchal?
0: Are they Amazons really, historically?
1: Well, because uh, that's an, in, it's an interesting question because it's an honor culture. It's a warrior honor culture. Um, yeah. And you don't really see matriarchal warrior cultures people are going to say that vikings had like female warriors and things like that that is greatly exaggerated but um it's the closest thing we got and it's like the only (laughs) i mean like i don't know i guess there was like warrior african ladies right they made a movie about them um yeah last year pretty rare though pretty rare though um, yeah. I don't think that you would call Viking culture matriarchal. That's for sure. Um, but you know what? It looks like all the leadership in Mandalore is kind of matriarchal. But then again, it also is heavily implied that it's, it's, one like you win it right, like you win the dark saber by defeating. So like a combat, yeah, yeah, like you. Ritual thing. So you know, I mean, like Wakanda, like they have to. So it's you know. Fight each other. So it's be... sort of,
0: um, yeah, it's just kind of arbitrary that it happens to be, you know, the armor is female and Bo Katan is female or whatever right now. But because I think if you go back to, even if you just go to like the Wikipedia page or whatever, it's like, it's not like it's always been, oh, the, the leader is a They're
1: woman. They're just or... extremely egalitarian. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind
0: of, oh, well, and you see that with even going back to like the original trilogy in Star Wars, that there's always seems to be a little bit of that balance.
1: Um, yeah, you know, Princess Leia, things like that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough.
0: Are you uh, interested in like the Andor series? Did you ever watch the Andor? I know that one's already come out. I've heard a lot of good things about that. heard a lot of
1: good are things about Are you interested it.
0: in the Ahsoka, upcoming Ahsoka series, or Bad Batch?
1: I'm uh, interested you know that- in the Ahsoka one, uh, mainly because she has such a following with the Clone Wars cartoon and yeah. i've always wanted to revisit the clone wars and and get that put that notch on my belt kind of thing um, and it might with her spinoff show coming up maybe that'll compel me to go back and try to like get that whole cartoon series in that'll be kind of mm. a commitment but i i'm interested in her character you know i liked her character in season 2 uh it's interesting that she has that relationship with Darth Vader that she has and things like that. Um, so. Oh, like when Anakin was training her back when he, yeah, you know, she's his former apprentice. Um, so, you know, she's kind of an interesting character. Uh, and or I got to get around to watching. I've just heard too many good things about it. Um, I'm trying to
0: think of who, like the writer or the director or something did something else that I was like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's right. trustworthy or that that's, well done. I'm was not sure. No, it wasn't
1: lost. I the know. Bad Batch, uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I can keep up with the sheer volume of different Star Wars properties that they're trying to push out. I have yeah. been able to catch up a little bit. You know, I had not even finished, you know, like you point, Like I pointed out in the earlier episodes, I had to go back and like revisit Mandalore, Mandalorian to actually yeah. catch up. So
0: No, it wasn't one of those things where it was like, oh, the the day that it came out, I had to like... It was more like... Well, you know, I'll give it a shot after I've heard enough good things. And yeah, usually when we I commit to uh, some product, some IP for either an entire season or something, it's like, okay, I'll take a break from like Star Wars for a while and then go on to, you know, something else that looks interesting. But,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, time to uh, gorge on whatever other fantasy world or science yeah. fiction reality is. Got to move on from the... Buffet to a different
0: different buffet. buffet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. What's up? Is well, there is the, there is there anything from interesting the turf coming to the up? Surf. Yeah, right. Turf to surf. Or surf to turf in this case, because it's all water baptism stuff. Uh oh yeah, this was the surf. This was the surf. Where's the turf? I don't know. We'll Although find they out. had
0: that bird, so yeah. <laughs> yeah were there birds. any land animals in this uh series or in this season? Because you know how in the season one they had like those they had a know, big sandworm.
1: The they 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 ripped off Dune and had a giant sandworm in season, season. That was in two. That was two, yeah. Yeah, but then That's they
0: had the, like, on top of land animals where he was riding on those, like, I don't know, would you Dew-backs? call them, like, dinosaur and things or something. Yeah. yeah. So, so is the next season of, is it going to all be in the, well, see, they are in the sky because they fly the ship, so they can't fly on birds in the next one. I mean, they kind of had. They tried to go after the bird, and they all have jetpacks. That anyway, would be so. sick.
1: Like jetpacks, like the old arcade game. Just a bunch of Mandalorians on top of birds. But there, I, again, it'd be sign redundant. me up to that.
0: <laughs> Is it just to save fuel in their jetpacks?
1: The jetpacks they don't last that long, right? Like, there's not. Yeah, yeah you know, that's more we specifically need to, for combat, not for transportation. I think it's a sustainability issue. I think that it's much more organic just to fly on birds. That's all I'm saying. Someone.
0: Well, that goes back to your whole uh, Avatar reference where they have to grow a (laughs) USB port. (laughs) They
1: do. Yeah, they do. That's the
0: other. uh, That's the looking ahead. That's the last looking ahead thing that I actually. You kind of. Because we kind of said, like, okay, if this is a if this is a series finale, but there's definitely going to be spin-offs, you know, the, the reign of Bo-Katan or the rise of the armor or something like that. Probably mm. not the rise of the armor, but the, like, I don't know the fall of the armor if anything, they could be like a prequel series, but uh, they have to bring, I mean, it's just too marketable to not bring Grogu back. So are we going to see that- the continued growth and development and, you know, is he going to become a full-on, like, where the wear the Mandalorian... Well, he, he already got the armor. Is he going to get a jetpack? D- didn't
1: Mandalorian have a jetpack? He's had a jetpack. No, Grogu. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> Just to see little Grogu flying around. Well, I honestly, kind of I'm shocked. I'm of. shocked that I thought for sure before all said and when done, you know, so they, I guess they have to do a fourth season. Because I still expect to see Grogu in little Mandalorian armor, I yeah, expect they, a but, little helmet well,
0: there has to be a doll that you can buy of it, basically. yeah,
1: like they have to if if only for the merchandising. So I want to see my little Mandalorian grogu. So I guess that's that's why season four that's, has to exist, yeah,
0: well, and I mean, you you keep getting the sense of like because they even in the final episode, they talk about how um, how young he still is. Cause remember the arm wasn't the armor who says he can't say the creed mm-hmm. so he can't like do it yet. He can't like become one. And that's why he adopts him. That's why know, Din Djarin officially adopts him.
1: There's I, you know, I guess that's, that's where we do see a distinction because there's no infant baptism in Mandalorian oh. culture. There has to be an age of accountability. You have uh, to say it
0: for yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there you go.
0: Oh, there is that disappointing. I actually, there, there are a bunch I the of was, it was that line in Mark in Mark's words, like whoever confesses with their lips, you know, will be baptized and saved or something. And uh-huh. I was like, Oh, yep. There it is. It's, it's true. So yeah. No, no, uh, infant baptism, but no I guess the baptism. adoption is just as good.
1: Sure. <laughs> it's yep. No doubt. Well, all right. There you go. Mandalorian yeah. season three.
0: That's the, yeah, I mean, that's the retrospective in terms of like what we're, yeah, looking ahead to, I guess, in terms of either Mandalorian seasons or Star Wars content, we kind of talked about that. And, uh, was there any other, is there any other thing you would want to see developed? I think you've kind of mentioned some stuff. I mean, I mentioned like, what how are they going to address the destruction of the Dark Saber? The, how are they going to address the kind of the new society of Mandalore or whatever? Are they going to address the fallout of the death of Moff Gideon, or it was there a death of Moff Gideon? Were they either like, like I said, looking forward? You know, unanswered questions. We talked oh, about the mythos. All right.
1: if Admiral Thrawn, they name drop Admiral Thrawn, which I think oh, yeah, I think is going to yeah. be in the Ahsoka TV show. So that was um, probably just like a he's Easter an awesome villain. Um, in, even though I haven't watched the Clone Wars. Or, for that matter, the Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, which I think was the... But he is someone that deserves... Like, he was from the books in the 80s and 90s, right? He became... Okay. Admiral Thrawn became one of the the best villains in Star Wars, right? And then when Disney bought it, they just retconned all that out. Like, he, he kind of went away even though he was a fantastic villain evidently so he represented the remnants of the empire trying to like climb back right and so Mm. he was doing this whole thing where like he was re regrouping the empire and things like that and he was a but he was like an honorable master strategist he just like super believed in the empire yeah um so he was just a really good villain and evidently he became the bad guy in i think it's the star wars rebels cartoon but okay. he hasn't had his, you know, he's such a majestic villain. He needs to have like a really, really meaty presentation. Like be the main action. antagonist
0: for a whole season. Right. Yeah.
1: Or an even well, for an entire show. Hopefully really, we'll so.
0: see him cloned and then we can see him. Well, uh,
1: he's going to, they, they were name dropping him in this one. He's evidently, like, I no, don't I'm know saying how, We
0: can see him cloned over and over because that's what they got to do with every big bad oh, guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> right
1: yeah well we'll find out never the
0: good guys always the bad guys which I think is telling but
1: Isn't anyway though? yeah yep.
0: no thanks for well hey I should first say thank you for doing your homework so quickly Jacob because we got to do this turnaround really quick
1: uh, right after
0: season 3 ended We are being
1: so punctual. thanks for
0: coming in and having this conversation, thank you for, you guys for coming to listen to just some of our thoughts about the some of the Christian imagery, some of the big overarching themes, what we liked and didn't like so much about season three of The Mandalorian and what we're kind of looking forward to next. And yeah, we look forward to having more of these types of conversations, whether it's about sci-fi, fantasy, myth, sacred and secular uh, with you guys soon. So yep. feel free to join us again. Give us a five-star rating, positive review, uh, like, and subscribe to the show. And
1: don't let anyone, hey, don't let anyone else tell you, you keep those helmets on, people. Yeah. Keep those helmets on.
0: This is
1: the way.
2: (laughs) Thanks for listening to Voyage Podcast. The Voyage Podcast is a production of Voyage Comics and Publishing, which seeks to create exceptional entertainment informed by Catholic values that inspire people to live a heroic life. Voyage Comics seeks to advance truth and beauty found in powerful stories. To learn more, visit VoyageComics.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.